Vanessa here. <laughs> and we're here to have some courageous conversations about love, sex, and everything in between. And so today we have on Luna, crowd favorite. I don't even, I don't have to, I don't have to introduce because I always get tons of love whenever you come on the show. And Luna's on to talk to us about face sitting today. <laughs> hey, Luna. <laughs> Hey, I'm so glad to be back on. Thank you for inviting me. And I love being on Badger Team. I'm actually sitting wearing my big clit energy shirt. I I felt it would be poetic. (laughs) Bringing the energy energy into the recording today. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. No, you're like everyone's favorite. Whenever I have you on, folks are like, I just love the way y'all talk to each other. And the topics that she talks about are always so fun. So... You have a you have a subset following of of uh, Vagistine listeners following you. Oh, <laughs> we're like mutually fangirling each other. <laughs> oh, you know how I feel about you. All right, <laughs> so all right, so I know that you teach about a ton of things, right? And we've talked about so many. You've taught me so many things. We talked about threesomes. We've talked about doing doing stuff with our mouth on anuses. We've talked about so many different issues, and today. We're talking about face sitting. Okay. What got you into this topic? What was it about this where you were like, you know what? I'm going to build my expertise in this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's a lot of the same reasons for other stuff that I teach mm. in that I had some sort of issue with it. Mm. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I kind of figured out ways to navigate it because I just wanted more pleasure. Like I wanted to do the thing. And as a plus size person, as a femme person, as, you know, someone who shares a lot of the same insecurities that other people may share around like their scent or their taste. And I thought, well, this position looks so like empowering. Like the people who can do it, I'm like, whoa, you're like owning it. So how do I, how do I do that? So that's how I first kind of got into it. I love it. So what, before we delve into technique and confidence and taste and all of those things, what, what, how do you define face sitting? Yeah. So face sitting actually gets stereotyped a lot for um, the feminine person or the woman being on top and the man or the more masculine person being on the bottom. Mm -hmm. And it can't, that's only one combination. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could also have whoever on the bottom and whoever on the top. Um, And it usually involves either pleasure to the anus and the vulva Mm -hmm. or the penis and the the anus Mm -hmm. or all the things. Yeah. Everything that's in between. Like I'm a I'm a buffet person, so if I'm on the bottom, I want everything. <laughs> and if I'm serving it to you, I would like to serve yes. all the things, but whatever. Yes. Whatever you're into. Love. Okay, and so I think for me stereotypically when I think of face sitting, I feel like it like goes beyond or maybe it's a subset of giving head. So whenever I think about face sitting, I'm thinking about like the person's, you know, vulva body is just like smashing up onto the other person's face. And there could be breathing on the other person's end. There could be not, there could be licking and stuff going on. And so is that different from, I guess, I guess are those things I'm describing different or is that face sitting or is that different than face sitting? No, I think I think you you've totally nailed it. Mm-hmm. I think there's um it is a an extension of oral. Mm-hmm. It can be kind of like a half sixty nine. 
Um, and so you don't necessarily have to like be sitting flat on, on someone's face and mm-hmm. we can totally talk about techniques to yeah. kind of balance weight and make sure your bottom doesn't die. And, you know, <laughs> like, um, but there's, there are some people who really love that kind of smothered, overwhelmed, yes. like, mm, I got like all of you in me and there's so much of it and being fed someone else's body. And it kind of, for the person who's on top, it's also sort of like, oh, I get to be really self focus mm-hmm. on the position of like receiving right? right like I mean there is some giving and that I'm giving you my holes and I'm like all over your face but it's also about like oh I'm kind of in control of the motion of my pelvis uh-huh uh-huh okay all right here we go all right so yeah, let's get into, we're getting into it. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into technique then because I'm already thinking about what I do so what do you what do you think are like our top five I guess techniques for starting to sit on someone's face. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I love this. Because I think a lot of times people get turned off by face sitting, even though if they want to do it, they're yeah. worried, you know, that it's not going to be comfortable for them. It's not going to be comfortable for the person that's on the bottom. Right. And I think number one rule is to experiment with positions. Yeah. And so you could have your, you could be squatting or sitting on someone's face and kind of have your body towards their feet. Mm-hmm. Or you could be the other direction and have your body towards their face. Oh, and so that's going to create two different sensations right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah my mind every time I talk to you my mind is like "Uh uh-huh right that okay yeah I I know I feel like I wish you were here and we had like little stick figures I I used to teach this face sitting class with like my G.I. Joe and be like so if Yojo sits on top of other Yojo I love (laughs) so even with positioning you can think about like like your body as well and I think sometimes people um like I have trouble if I'm too spread out sitting on my knees it's not comfortable for my knee joint or my thighs or Mm -hmm. my groin and so lots of people just can't be in that position low enough to sit on their bottom face comfortably right and so you can do things like you can squat you know, you can lean forward and kind of hold on to the headboard so that your weight isn't completely all on your bottom half. Um, you can also do like one leg up and then the other knee down. And so you've got a little bit of, you know, a little bit more power for your grinding. You can right. power grind in that position. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And then for, um, are you having visions? Are you like imagining? I, I'm in that <laughs> zone. I'm just kind of like, so when I think about doing it, I think for, so I do enjoy, I do enjoy anything dealing with me receiving pleasure down there. So (laughs) I am like, whatever position you want, put me in to do it. Like I'm cool with it. I think for me, one, the technique that I just, I think that I just started trying is like, you know, because typically I would just like bring myself up to my partner's face and then like, boom, like that's it. And then, like, depending on, like, the pressure, right? So, like, depending on, like, how far down that I'm, that I'm, like, um, I guess, like, squatting down or, no, it's not squatting. Hold on. Like, bring your knees up. Bring your knees up. Put your, yeah. So, if I'm putting my Volvo on my partner's face, I think sometimes, for me, it really depends on, like, the pressure that I'm using because I can't mm-hmm. always feel everything if, if, like, it's, like, boom! I'm, like, sit, like, I'm just sitting right there. But, like, if I'm, like moving around or like angling myself or using the hair the headboard to like move up down rounds you know and moving to the side depending on like how it feels 
I think, yeah, I think that's important. I take, and I think that takes a little bit of upper arm strength. I just started trying like the squat and you're right. If you're, if you didn't flex those knees beforehand, (laughs) (laughs) you might be stuck at a cramp position. So yeah, I think, I think I prefer the squat though, because I get to like, I, I, and if I'm holding on to the uh, headboard, I get to like move up and down and I get to, you know, if, if it's too much and I can like, just like get up, I can like stand up on the bed or whatever, and then be like, all right, I need a break, you know, and get back to it. Yeah. I think that's great. And I think, I mean, yeah, it does require, it's a really active position and you can take <laughs> breaks. Like, like, I only go to the gym so that I can face it. That is the only reason I would ever go to the gym. So you can work so. those knees out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at this. But you can also kind of um, help the person that's on the bottom bring their head and neck a little bit closer to you by Mm -hmm. like putting a pillow underneath them or bending a pillow in half so that you don't have to lay uh, sort of as widely across their face. Right. So anything that can kind of adjust the bodies to help them be supported, like often our mattresses are really, we sink into them. And right. so it's hard for that bottom person to kind of um, have a, a little bit more support. So you can even try face sitting on the floor, like have them on the floor with a pillow under their head and use the wall for support and even try the squat position or try squatting with your knees around their ears rather than like under their armpits so that you don't have to uh, get down as low. Oh, I did not think about that. The floor. Oh. I'm so glad we know each other. <laughs> I want to bring this to your world. <laughs> what the floor? You, you know what? You're right. And then with the thing about the pillows, you can, duh, the other person doesn't have to be just like straight, just like lying down. It's a whole experience. And I did try like a rocking type of like still holding on to the headboard. You know, my headboard has been experiencing some, you know, it's because I got a new headboard. That's what it is. Cause I'm like, damn, I'm really abusing my headboard right now. Really need to reinforce that. But I found a technique that was helpful and like re- felt really good for me was like angling my partner's head up and then kind of doing like a swing to like bringing my, like bringing the Volvo like right to the face and pull it. Wow! Wow! <laughs> yes! Yes! Love! Okay, that so, so we've that talked about we've talked about the folks who are, you know, receiving, but how about tips for the folks that are giving, though? Because I would assume, like, you know, you're really going to have to have really good self-control, like, really good control of breathing and, like, where your nose goes, because I feel like your nose can help with some of the sensations as well. So what are your tips for that? Yeah, I think like it's wonderful in that position. And I think even in other positions of of oral to be able to think about giving oral as more than just your tongue and your mouth, like use your chin, use your nose, Mm. like get in there. So allowing the vulva to kind of grind against you know, whatever parts of your face are available. And that also, like, takes a little bit of the strain off of, um, like, whenever I've been on the bottom, I feel sometimes my tongue is trying to stretch too much out of my face. Mm. And so the back of your tongue gets kind of sore, right? Yeah. So if you use, you can even close your mouth and use your lips and allow the person to rub against that. 
Um, some people on the bottom like to be a little bit more active. So the top person would hold their vulva over the bottom face and the bottom can kind of bob up and down or like grind back and forth and just like nuzzle right into uh, mm-hmm. the clitoris and the labia and the vagina. So you've got everything accessible to you. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh. Oof. I always have to take yeah. these pauses. I don't even know why I do this. I just need to ask you the questions and not <laughs> not imagine or think about I'm like, what can I do tonight when we're done when we're done off the show? So I can <laughs> You're like, which wall I'm, am I gonna use for support? Right. I'm just like, did you say the floor? Interesting. You might ask. You're like, babe, throw a pillow on the floor right, right now. <laughs> so so, you know, we've been talking about, you know, giving and receiving with folks with vulvas. What about if we are, if if we have a partner with a penis and trying to, I feel like trying to do breath control with balls in like trying to angle balls in your mouth, but also like trying to like keep your hands occupied and like trying to, you know, caress your partner and like. Doing all of the things is a lot of work. Do you have any tips for that? (laughs) It's a lot of work for sure. (laughs) I think the the balls thing is is real. Mm. So if um, your partner is on top and they're facing towards your feet and their their bum is towards your head, Mm. that's a position where balls kind of get stuck on your nose and like it's harder to kind of breathe. If you like that position, you're kind of have to reach your arm in between their thighs mm-hmm. and make sure that their, their thighs are kind of around your um, chest area rather than your neck. And so that you can have your arm there to kind of move their balls out of the way. But the easiest thing is to just turn them around. And so the balls are more on your chin mm. rather than, than on your nose. Yes. Um, and with, with penises, I mean, sometimes people, you know, whether you're on top with a vulva or you're on top with a penis, sometimes it's not a position that we necessarily orgasm from. It yeah. may just be really, like, sexy or arousing and then maybe do something else. Right. And so, you know, your partner may have a hard penis to to sit on your face with or they may have um, <laughs> one that's softer or somewhere in between. So that also kind of changes your options a bit if you want to focus your attention on the shaft and the head or if you want to stay around the balls. Maybe you want them kind of dipped in your mouth yeah. or just like rubbing against your lip yeah I think yeah I think this is just our indication since you know it's now 2020 and like folks are making their like going to the gym resolutions we gotta work on that upper body y'all because it's just a lot it's a lot and I think about I think for me I think that and what I'm gathering from some of the notes in my inbox I think that folks are literally scared of well one fear is they're scared of suffocating their partners and so which and I'm not laughing at that I think that like folks are just like am I too heavy or you know am I like using all my weight or like I don't want to do that position because it's you know it's it's just involving too much weight or pressure on someone's face and so I think that you know like you said going to the gym and like work and like working working out those muscles I think I think that comes in handy because it's like you're you know, trying to angle. And I think for both givers and receivers, you're trying to like angle and move. And like, sometimes you're propping your partner up or holding them up, um, you know, while doing this. So, you know, I'm going to work on my, on my, uh, my planks soon. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's great motivation. (laughs) 
big things, you know, another kind of top tip is the bottom has a lot of ability and the top to communicate with each other. Mm. So if I'm squatting over someone's face, maybe I'll give a little bit of a grind or a little bit of like a, I'm actually doing it right now as if you could see me. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, like wiggling into it and, and then I'll pop up and, and I'll look down and be like, mm, do you want more? Or like, how does that taste? Oh, or, you know, can you take shit. a bit more? Right? Look right? So it's like, it's so like beg for it. Like beg for more. And so you want like this like enthusiastic like give me more and most people who are on the bottom or many people are on the bottom like they're hungry they Mm. want that like yumminess they don't want to die I mean (laughs) and so I think the bottoms also need to use their hands and communicate beforehand like hey babe I'm gonna you know dig my nails into you or I'm gonna tap twice or I'm gonna squeeze this part of your body if I need you to like relieve me a little bit so I think bottoms also have to be kind of honest about, okay, I can only hold my breath for six seconds or, you know, I'm, you're squirting in my throat and now I'm drowning. So like, they need to be able to kind of tap out or give them a squeaky toy or something, yes. you know, so they can communicate non-verbally. I like it. I like, ooh, do you want more? Ooh, Luna, okay. Beg for it. Yes, yeah. are you hungry? Yeah, okay. Can you make a shirt that says beg for it? Make a shirt that says beg for it and then I, you should make another you should make some swag that says are you hungry oh girl oh my god oh my god yes okay okay this is a thing i feel like we come up with a shirt every time every single time So, so at the beginning of the show, you know, we were talking about or and how you got into this was around like just thinking, you know, needing it for yourself and thinking about taste and thinking about smell and some of those things we know are huge insecurities for folks. So how do you what are some tips, I guess? Um and for yourself, how do you get over some of those those insecure thoughts that may come up or and what do you say to folks who are like I don't want you know my partner to taste me all the way like that or it just feels too vulnerable to do this type of position yeah yeah I think I think a lot of um folks are harder on themselves than Mm -hmm. they need to be I mean we learned all this stuff that our vulvas are supposed to smell like lavender and roses and you know there's there's not an entire industry around hygiene for dicks having to smell like cupcakes and coffee you know like it's like so we we have a lot of extra pressure I think just from we've not normalized that vaginas smell musky and they smell like scent or sweat or juices and these are all sexy arousing things for lots of people Um, and even if you're not necessarily aroused by it it's part of sex and so the shame that we bring into it actually makes us um, a little bit less porous to receiving all of the pleasure especially from someone who loves that and wants your scent and wants like your juices all over their face um, and so it can be hard to let go and right. we get into our head about it and it's, you know, and then we start to worry about our, our body and am I too jiggly or what does this smell mm. like or what is this crevice doing? And, um, it really takes us out of the moment. Right. And so a couple of things that really helped me, um, one of them is I, I talk to my partner beforehand, like whether it's for one night or 10,000 nights, mm-hmm. I'll just kind of put out there like, Hey, I'm a little bit you know, shy about this or I'm self-conscious and it has nothing to do with you. But, you know, if you could tell me like how much like you like my taste or my scent, like that would just so turn me on. And so like, right, like ask for the affirmation, like give your partner whatever you need to feel comfortable. And like good partners are going to be wanting to like enthusiastically like offer that up to you. Yeah, right. So true. Yeah. And another one um, is uh, this 
this idea of kind of bringing yourself back to the moment through your body and touch. And so I often will like, you know, hold my chest or maybe put my hands on my thighs or like create connection back to yourself. And yeah. because we get kind of lost in our heads. And so either touching yourself or touching your partner intentionally when those thoughts start to come up and, and really concentrating back on like the sensuality of like feeling yourself has nothing to do with what you look like. Mm-hmm. When you feel sexy, you're like, you are sexy. Yeah. And then everything else is bonus. And it's really hard to get to that place because we've just got so much that our insecurities are operating outside the bedroom and then they come right into the bedroom to get in the way of our orgasms and pleasure and intimacy. Absolutely. And I like what you said about, you know, the first point you made about like telling your partner what you need. And I think sometimes we often get caught up in this like, well, I don't want anyone to just say things to me. I don't want you to just say it for the sake of saying that I want you to really mean it. And I think that sometimes we assume that it depends on the situation. If we have a partner that's more experienced or if we have a partner that like may seem like they, they just know, you know, what to do at all times, it may seem like, you know, they don't, a lot of people feel like they want someone else to take control. And like, I feel like a lot of times during sex and intimacy, both people are insecure about all different types of things and everyone's just trying their best. And so it's not about, you know, like people not really uh, meaning it or like they have to be prompted. Sometimes people don't know what we need or what we want or, you know, some people like don't know how to talk dirty or, you know, ask, ask for things or affirm their partners. And so it's always, I think that tip is, so great because I feel that when it comes to compliments sometimes, and I feel like as, you know, people who've been socialized as women, we feel like, oh, well, you know, I I shouldn't have to do this or, you know, people should just say these things to me when it's like, no, but not everyone's the same. And you really need to let your needs be known. And some people like silence. Some people don't. (laughs) Some people, you know, want to be you know, want to have light sex with the lights on and, you know, all the plethora of everything goes on. So I think, I think that that is so important and something that we oftentimes don't talk about. Yeah. And I, I love how you brought like this, this wonderful empathy piece into Mm -hmm. it. Like Mm -hmm. we're all awkward as fuck, right? Like we all have like, we all have hangups and and we've just been told that sexy, you know, looks a certain way, smells a certain way, tastes right. a certain way. And we all know that it's way bigger than that. But it's, yeah, you're right. It's so, it's actually like just so communicative to be able to say, hey, this is what I need. Right. And most people aren't articulate around what they want. Right. And so being someone who can be authentically articulate in the moment and be like, you know, it could be straight up beforehand, like, talking about what's making you, what might make you shy or insecure or yeah. in the moment, sometimes they'll say, you know, do I taste good? Like, or tell me I taste good. Yeah. Right. So you can have whatever vibe. It doesn't always have to be a toppy dominant vibe. Like <laughs> I'm giving. It could just be like, you know, like, Oh, like, do I taste good for daddy or whatever you're into? I mean, like, okay, well, that's, that's, you the, that's the next show. <laughs> that's the next show. The words. On for dirty talk. I, I know. I dirty talk to your audience. <laughs> I'll just put on, you know what? There'll be no interview. I'm just going to hit record and then you just, you just, you just take it. You just say whatever oh, you yeah. need to say for the whole Oh, yeah, I dirty talk my dinner every night. I'm I like, love. Like, yeah, you want to get in that pan, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think that it's it's um, 
it's that it just that part is just resonating so so much with me because it's like we and especially you know you and I we both teach and I feel like a lot of what constantly comes up when I teach is like oh I need to like feel this vibe and like everything's about the vibe but no one's talking about actual communication and like what they need and Mm. I think that we want to be these like sex goddesses and need and feel the need to want to know how to do everything and, and do everything so confidently. But I'm just, yeah, I'm just reflecting. I'm just reflecting communication and the words and even just the action sometimes. Like I know for me, I like being touched in certain places where I know it's like that one where I know like, Ooh, you touching there like makes me feel like, like, you know, I'm the best, I'm the goddess, I'm the this, I'm the that. But also it's just, it's my nonverbal cue to like, you know, move my partner's hands to my thighs, move my partner's hands, you know, to my boobs and like, you know, give them a squeeze so they know I want, you know, want to be squeezed. So I think there's just so many ways that we can communicate vulnerability, but also just like the power in the moment. And yeah, it doesn't have to be this long drawn out thing. It's just be like, this is, this is what makes me feel good and so I'm gonna like have you do it on me kind of thing yes yes I love that and it doesn't having that communication doesn't make it any less authentic it doesn't make it any less true it doesn't you know it actually just equips our partners to be responsive Mm. and if you tell me what you want I'm like okay I'm gonna give it to you yeah I want to be able to like know exactly what that is rather than guessing and it doesn't make you any less submissive if you're submissive it's you know it doesn't it actually just punctuates whatever vibe you right. already have because now it's it's more present, it's more mindful, it's more open, it's more communicative. Yeah. Yeah. And your partner wants to do these things. I feel like <laughs> I feel like women need to hear that. Like your part if your partner's asking you to sit on their face is because they want you to. So to be coy, like, no, I don't have to stop it. Stop it. I just yeah. had to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Stop doing it. You don't have to do it if you don't want to. I don't want to suffocate. They're asking you to do it because they want to do it, y'all. So just take it away. All right. Yes, just believe them. Believe them and feed them. Just believe them. They want to have sex with you because you are amazing. So I had to to just reflect on that for a minute. All right. So we have... No, I'm not going to get into questions yet. I have one more question before we get into questions. Yeah. So someone is interested in trying this out with their partner. What are some tips that you have in ha- in bringing this up? Yeah, um, I would definitely bring it up in a way that isn't um, with, with an obligation mm. kind of attached to it. So you want to kind of bring it up like, babe, like I've been thinking about this and I think it might be really hot. Uh, what do you think about it? Mm -hmm. And your partner's initial reaction, especially if this is the first time you're kind of using uh, really open and sincere language and and not necessarily coy or trying to guess or being um, uh, kind of hiding in in silliness, which can be playful, but I mean, it's like we're trying to be clear on like, do they want to do this thing? And (laughs) so your partner's reaction at first might be like, well, yes or no. And if it's a no, you can also say, oh, okay, cool. Like, do you want to tell me more about that? 
that or, you know, and if, if it has something to do with any of the things that you mentioned that people are insecure about, that creates a conversation right there. Right. And, and that creates an openness and an opportunity to understand each other better. And sometimes just the affirmation of having someone witness and, you know, hold space for the things that make us insecure right. helps melt that a mm-hmm. little bit and might take the conversation in the face-sitting direction or it might take <laughs> it in new fantasies or like other shit that you want to do, right? Hopefully this conversation leads to, I don't know, face-sitting? What What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, face-sitting or going out for tacos, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> and I think talking about activities whenever we bring them to our partners, like sometimes we'll just walk up to them and be like, yeah, so uh, I want to sit on your face. And it, it doesn't really talk about like the sexiness of it. So mm-hmm. tell your partner like why this might be hot for you, how you would feel if they were sitting on your face, like what you would think about them if they're sitting on their face, how might they look or feel to you. And it, it kind of draws in more of like a, a story and a connection and an emotion rather yeah. than just like the activity. Right. And it can help people like plug into those themes even if they're intimidated by the activity. Definitely. And I think for, for on top of all of those amazing, tips I think the practical sense you know for me when we talked about when we talked about ass eating I was caught up on like the smell (laughs) I was like Luna how no but it's a poopy it's poopy butt like what but I think just the practicality of like taking a shower and (laughs) getting yourself (laughs) getting yourself like freshened up and sometimes when you know that there's about to be rounds of things happening in certain places, you, you know, you go the extra mile, you make your felt yourself feel a little bit extra sexy. You know, you might squat down twice in the tub to just make sure you get all the crevices. <laughs> like sometimes it's just, it's the preparation to get you there to, to get you fully prepped and comfortable to go there. So I'm going to add that on top of, uh, I've been doing really well. I've been doing really well. I've taken your tips. I've been, you know, I've been, I've been letting go in that department, you know, because I'm prepared now. So thank you, Luna. <laughs> I am so proud of you. I'm gonna tell you something really creepy. I think no. of you a lot when I wash my butthole because no. I remember that, that day about like, but you're like, but no, there's a particular stink. There's an ass stink, so people have to go listen to that episode because it was like, please epic. do because I was caught up. I was like, but the. But it's the butt. It's the butt. And even when the butt cheeks are closed, there's still a. Mm, there's still a smell. Um, I've gotten over it. I've gotten through it. I've gotten. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Thank you. We owe it all to you. So, all right. I have a couple of listener questions before we go. Are you ready? Sure. Right. I'm ready. So I, our first question says, <laughs> after the meme that I posted on Instagram, it is uh, a meme that has uh, a woman sitting on a man's face, and it says girls over 130 pounds shouldn't dot, dot, dot. So I had to lay that out so you understand the opening of her of her, uh, her note here. It says, oh, okay. yes! And she says, so I'm a bigger girl, about 200 pounds, and have never sat on anyone's face because I feel awkward about it. I just feel like I'm too big to do it and don't want to crush anyone. It feels really vulnerable when I feel really vulnerable, but I would like to try it at some point. Any confidence boosting tips would be appreciated. Oh, I love that question. I really do. And I can totally relate to it. I'm well over 200 pounds. Mm -hmm. And I used to think the same thing that, 
um, you know, this, that this isn't for bigger girls. It's for sort of like someone who's dainty, like a feather to float lightly <laughs> onto someone's lips on their face. And like, it's just not the reality because, you know, I mean, um, my partner is like about half my size. And so we're also dealing with like a difference in size of, of, uh, bodies. And I think the, the tips that we talked about really help you kind of have options for what's going to be most comfortable, not in, not only in terms of like physically being comfortable, but that emotional vulnerability that she spoke about, like, what do you need to make yourself feel like you're in control of the right. situation and you have options to lift yourself up or to spread yourself out or to prop their head up. And then I think the biggest thing that helped me, I would actually um, kneel on the floor in front of the mirror when I was by myself and I would grind and like watch myself and really like take in like what my body looks like. Mm -hmm. I, eventually I upgraded to like having a sexy playlist for it. Yes. And it's, <laughs> it's this idea of like reclaiming our gaze. And a lot of the times when we, when we feel sexy, it's the our image that makes us think that we're not sexy. And right. so there's like a disconnect between what we think looks sexy and what actually feels really sexy. Yeah. And so owning like those, that grinding and that rhythm or uh, being able to center a lot of your erotic energy in your hips and, and notice that concentration can help you have something to kind of anchor in when you're sitting on someone's face and maybe you get a little bit insecure and you're like, wait a minute, oh, I forgot, I'm sexy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Sometimes I, I'm like, oh my god, I forgot I'm a goddess. Oh, oh where did I go? Oh my goodness, I don't get paid for I don't get paid enough for this. Um, I think <laughs> I think I think that's amazing, and I think that for me, whenever I whenever I'm getting head or whenever I you know am you know on top of someone on top of someone's face. I do a lot of self-talk in my head. And so for some yeah. people, they're more comfortable with just like, you know, saying it louder. That's that's all my journey, you know. But I think for yeah. me, like I look down and I'm like, girl, yes, they love this puss. Yes, they are in it. Like that's my self-talk because it gives me that boost where I'm like, uh, they are taking all of me. They clearly love it. Look at how hungry they are for me. And that self-talk always just like it one it helps me achieve it helps me get to my orgasm but it just makes me feel powerful and so you know people face it for all different reasons but I think like the the power of like kind of like dominating someone but also just like the power of like how good your body just looks and especially like how good your jiggles look and like look at those thick thighs like I think it's a whole I think it's a whole experience. So take that in too. Yeah, I love that. I do tons of self-talk as well. Mm -hmm. I have to sometimes have like an affirmation to get me out of that thought tornado of right. like I'm not good enough mm -hmm. or my body's not good enough or whatever it is. And, you know, you can also tell your partner in the middle of it, like, oh, like I feel like a goddamn goddess up here. Like, <laughs> so sexy, you know, whatever it is. Um, yes. <laughs> and even like look at them. Like, like sometimes I peek down, I like move my, yes. my breast and my belly out of the way and I like look down and I'm like, oh, like you look good. Yes. <laughs> you know, so. I'm always like, yes, look at you taking me in. Woo. Love it. <laughs> awesome awesome i hope that answer was great and if you need anything else please get in touch with me and luna and we will we will coach you through it um all right our next question says hi i have a question about face sitting what are things that i can do while sitting on top to pleasure my partner also what can i do to enhance my pleasure when i'm sitting up there 
Ooh, I like those yeah. ones. Yeah. Um, for your partner, if you're facing towards their um, their feet, and so your bum is kind of towards their head, you can touch their bodies. You can put your hands on their chest, and if they like their nipples played with, or even just sort of like stroking around that area. If you can reach their penis, um, you can play with their penis and their balls as well. You can scratch their inner thighs or touch their inner thighs and like spread them open. Um, so there's lots of things that you can do if your hands are free. If you're using your hands to, like, hold on to the wall, um, you can alter what your movements are. So some people like to kind of grind down. You can practice with kind of, like, bobbing maybe lightly. Mm -hmm. You can tease them by just, like, hovering over their face and letting them, like, you know, kind of take in everything. Like, lots of people love the vision of having someone spread over their face. And so it's like you're giving them a really sexy aesthetic. Um, and then for yourself, I mean, you can also like use your own, lots of people may not, um, orgasm from, from sitting on someone's face or from oral in general. And so you may want to like bring in a, a vibrator. And so if they're, if they're going to be having their face or their chin or their nose up in your labia or close to your, um, vaginal opening, then you could hold your vibrator against your clitoris if you want. And we know that there's so many vibrators now too, that can like sit inside the vagina hands free and then mm -hmm. you've got a remote control or you've got your app or you've got like all these different ways to kind of play with sex toys and bring them in as like cooperators, right? Like they're not competition. They're just sort of, um, helping out. Um, and if you're into anal stuff, you could also, put something up your butt you know i'm always gonna add a butt thing, so. <laughs> oh, yes. put something up your butt put something up their butt you know you know you know i'm getting there on my journey you know i like to tell people you know whenever folks are like have you ever tried x y and z i'm like no no i haven't but guess what you know you know because i think about Cause my, I'm, I'm married. So I'm just like, Hey, but guess what? What am I going to do when I'm 73? You know, maybe I'll try doing anal stuff then. You know what? On my 63rd birthday, I'm going to need to, to, to turn it up. Maybe I'll try that then. You know, I ain't in no hurry. This is a journey. Okay. I am, I'm looking forward to getting more comfortable with the anal stuff. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> hero you're just my hero <laughs> and there's stuff people can do without like having to bring in a toy I mean even just showing enthusiasm so whether that's nonverbal, like with your hands like grip their hair or they can grip your thighs they can grip your ass they can reach up and touch your um your chest like through your thighs you can reach back and do the same thing or moaning groaning talking yes. all this stuff just makes more um, auditory stimulation and kind of just lets people feel like more primal, more in the moment. Definitely. Definitely. I love it. I love it. The last question I have um, is sort of the sort of the same, but I wanted to ask you in case you had anything else to add. Um, our last question says, how do I move my body and waist to make sure that my clit is being rubbed so I can come? Oh, Yeah. So um, some people like kind of the grinding back and forth. Yep. So you're kind of like sliding your pelvis forward, then you're sliding it backwards. All the more reason to practice in front of the mirror. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> kind of like even feeling where that weight distribution or like what works for you. Um, I have lots of times tried to hump a pillow 
and, mm. and see if like that, <laughs> that works for me. And so kind of having a, an idea of where like the best pressure is. Some people's labias are really sensitive um, and even just having pressure against the labia um, and just underneath the urethra can feel really good for people and they don't even necessarily need the clitoris. Um, but if you want your, your clit, I, I think there it's really important that your partner's head is at a good angle right um and sometimes like so that propping up of the pillow that we talked about is helpful but also facing towards their head so your vulva would be facing um the wall if you're you're holding onto the wall behind their head so the positioning definitely matters but experiment and just sort of like try and, and be playful with it and kind of see like okay this works for me and maybe this works better for luna and like you know whatever is, is gonna do it for your body and, and however your partner is also using their face with you oh luna god yeah every single time we talk it's just never enough time and i learned I so much <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. This was such a great topic and great questions. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for, for, like, I think we set this up, like, last year. You were like, next time I'm on the show, I want to talk about facing. <laughs> and I was like, yes, that was on my list of topics to talk about. This is so great. I don't have to go search on the internet. So, Yay! <laughs> I talked to and my I, friends. I Googled and... it. Nobody has died from face sitting, so everyone's good. <laughs> listen, listen, y'all. If he dies, he dies. That's all. Listen, you gotta get off. You gotta do. You gotta do what's best for you. But this was so much fun, Luna. Thank you so much, per usual, for coming on, sharing all your expertise, sharing your sunshine with us. I can't wait to talk. I don't know what we're talking about next, but I can't wait to do it. <laughs> oh, me too, me too. Thank you so much. Love you so much. Love Badgetine. Thank you for having me. I'll talk to you soon, Luna. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>